After arguably the worst loss of the season for the Minnesota Wild, let's play the blame game. We'll talk about between GM, head coach, and players who is most at fault for a disastrous start to the season on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. You can download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we play the blame game to determine who is most at fault for a 5-8-2 and two start with lifeless hockey, unbelievably bad special teams, and a lack of showing up from some of the biggest players on the roster. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, joined uh, for a Monday episode, as always, by Alex Micheletti. And uh, Alex, I'm tired. I am extremely crabby after uh, yet another arguably the worst loss of the season eight to three at the hands of the Dallas stars, a uh, franchise record, five power play goals allowed franchise tying eight goals allowed at the XL energy center. And um, here we are 15 games into the season. And it's the same thing happening on a nightly basis. And I, I, have seen the comments from listeners uh, on Twitter, um, listeners to uh, our episodes, Locked on Wild Nation. Fans are frustrated with what we have seen so far. And the easiest way to try to clean things up is um, to get rid of the head coach, to move on from Dean Evason, and to try to get a new voice in here to motivate these players. I, I don't think we're going to see it, for one, because that's going to require Bill Guerin to admit that there's a problem with this roster, which is something I don't think he's going to do. And he, you have a large portion of blame that can be almost equally split between players, coaches, and GM that has led to this team looking the worst it has since probably the middle of the 2000s and not looking like there's any chance that they come out of what has been just a miserable start to the season. They lack any speed right now. They look like one of the slowest teams in the league. Uh, and we thought we thought the defense was going to get better with Jared Spurgeon. It seems to have been <laughs> has been worse since since he got back. Uh, you know, it's just it's just so frustrating. And, you know, some of the, you know, the big time earners on this team, they aren't producing. And so, I mean, what is a new coach going to do if, if the players can't perform that the new, new voice isn't going to change much. You know, I mean, you'll fire them. Good. I mean, what's it going to do to this team? Because, you know, Bill locked them in for, you know, three or four years. And a lot of them don't have any, you know, you know, you can't trade them because they have the trade protection in their contracts. So 
you know, good luck. You know, the guys that you can trade, what are you going to get for them too? So that that's a problem. The biggest issue is the goalies. You know, you, you bring in, you bring in a new coach. Uh, it doesn't change if, if Mark Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson don't stop the puck and it's embarrassing to let in eight goals at home. Just, it just is, you know, to have that, you know, to have another seven plus, you know, just like the LA Kings uh, game uh, earlier this season too. And they're, they're already having <laughs> closed door meetings, 15 games in yikes. You know, yeah, it's, it's deja vu. Second time they've had a closed door meeting so far this season in 15 games. And you talk about the top players not showing up. Kirill Kaprizov does not look even close to what he has been over the last few seasons. He is timid with the puck. He is turning the puck over almost every time he touches it. He was on the power play tonight. He seemed reluctant to even step into the face-off circles for shots. He looks like he is disinterested. He looks like he is incapable of playing the way that he did even as recently as last year pre-injury. But it's not just him. There was an instance last night in which Matt Boldy had an opportunity, tried to skate through four Stars players, had the puck right in the middle of the slot with no one between him and Jake Ottinger and hesitated, which you're thinking, okay, he's going to rip a shot from here and he's going to try to go high on Jake Ottinger because guess what? That's how you beat Jake Ottinger. The, the goals that the Wild scored in the game were all high. And so I guess props for that for at least trying to attack a weakness on an opposing goalie as opposed to rifling one right between the uh, right between the pads and just giving them the easiest opportunity to save of all time. But then he continued to the net and lost control of the puck and then tried to just slam one into Jake Ottinger's pad. And so you have Kirill Kaprizov, who is, is not able to at this point do anything close to what he has been in the previous um, previous years. And Matt Boldy, who just is looking like somebody who is just getting to the NHL level and is frightened beyond belief of what's going on. And so I guess take your pick as to which one is more concerning, but I guess I would go with the one that is locked into a seven-year deal at $7 million per season. And we'll talk, we'll talk about the money being thrown to players who have one good season by this general manager, because guess what? That's a huge problem too. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Foligno, he's locked in for a long time. You know, Ryan Hartman too. It's, uh, you know, these guys are, you know, <laughs> they're going to be into their thirties and it's, it's hard to project them getting close to what they had in their like best season. It, there's no way Marcus Foligno, I mean, he's not anywhere near worth what he's going to be getting in this extension. It's, it's, it's so, so, so frustrating. And the lack, the lack of depth, lack of speed, it, it's so hard for them to win face-offs too. And that, that just sits you back, you know, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, there's some, some big time earners on the back end too, that aren't, aren't, they aren't pulling their weight either. Jake Middleton has looked awful. I, I I don't know what's going on with him. Even with Spurgeon back, it was a nightmare tonight. And it just it, it, the back end seems so discombobulated. And then you have goalies that I mean that second power play goal that 
Robertson had. I mean, he was almost out of the zone and he, he took a shot and it went, I mean, flurry, what was he doing? He wasn't screened. He had a clean look at it and it just went right over him. You know, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, and he paid Philip Gustafson, you know, for three, three, three more years. And he hasn't looked anywhere near the goalie um, that earned that contract. So that's a nightmare. We need to, we need to admit fully now, and people are probably not going to hear that. Want to hear this. We need to admit that 2021, 2022 was a fluke. That season in which all the records were broken so much fun that season was a fluke it was a hundred percent a fluke because none of the players on this team that were signed because of that season have come even close to replicating those numbers that is the season that they continue to chase and that is the season that is least sustainable of any of the last five any of the last 10 that we've seen and so why we continue to try to chase the one that is impossible to replicate is beyond me. Yeah, it's and this has got to be the worst penalty kill in NHL history. It this might be the off, worst in the history of this franchise. When 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 the other team goes on a power play, it's it seems like it's automatic, and they are just licking their chops, waiting for the Wild to make mistakes. The Wild always seem to, uh, you know, get you know the stars always seem to get in the head of the Wild, and you know they let the penalties affect them and then the, they just give up, you know, and it's, it's so frustrating and demoralizing and you can't have that happen at home. You know, people are paying a lot of money to go to these wild games, a ton of money. And, you know, it, it's just embarrassing. You know, these are professionals and they're giving up seven, eight goals, you know, that, that can't happen. At some point, don't you just say enough is enough and step up and show some pride in what you're doing on the ice? But we haven't seen that because I think, honestly, there just is a level of comfortability with this group because this entire group is locked into multi-year contracts and have essentially been assured that they're not getting traded. And so there's no rush to try to get out of this. Because there's no danger of anyone losing any sort of job on this team. And I think that is a massive problem with what we're seeing. And so we're going to talk about how this roster is constructed. But I think first, we need to go to the guy who got outcoached again by Pete DeBoer in last night's game. Oh, and if you heard what Pete DeBoer said after the game, he said, we know they're going to try to chase penalties. So we're just going to make them pay on the power play for the 15th freaking game in a row. It, we we got to talk about the just the where the coaching's at, where the scheme is at. And so we'll continue to do that as I try to get my blood pressure down and we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, I'm moving completely off this team for uh, at least the next couple of days uh, with the fact that there are no games to have to sit through and suffer through uh, before the team hits Sweden this weekend. Uh, So we're going to talk about bright spots in the organization. Uh, We may even look at uh, what is coming up in the 2024 NHL draft, but I, I have to take at least a couple of days to just try to put myself into a better headspace with what we've seen so far from this team. So you can look forward to that over the next couple of days, and then we'll slowly work our way back in as we gear up for uh, the Sweden trip. Uh, Alex Micheletti joining us here today. And Alex, I was hesitant in the postcast, I think much to the dismay of listeners to say it's time. I said I could see the argument. But then on the drive from the game to home, had plenty of time to just kind of go over what we saw um, in yet another just disaster game. Jay, Jay Woodcroft got fired by the Edmonton Oilers. And I know the Oilers had Stanley Cup final aspirations this season and have had those for essentially the last, I don't know, since they've had Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But that Edmonton team was just losing games. It's not like they were getting run off the ice. And so you have already had one coaching change here in the NHL. Jay Woodcroft getting fired when it probably should have been Ken Holland. But again, that Edmonton team was losing games. It's you're not losing games eight to three or seven to three or any of the other scores in which the Minnesota Wild have found ways to lose. They have the worst penalty kill in the NHL. They have allowed the second most goals in the league they have trailed for the second most minutes amongst nhl teams so far this season and so you could argue that the minnesota wilds performance so far this season is more of a fireable offense than what edmonton has done yeah 100 i'm going to bring up a good example here um i'm sure people are noticing right now the vancouver canucks you know they they fired bruce boudreau and brought in rick tockett the, the difference between this uh, this Wild team and the Vancouver team is the Wild don't have an Elias Pettersson who's, lead, what, leading the league in points now? They don't have a Quinn Hughes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the way those guys are playing JT Miller, I mean, some of these guys, and Brock Besser's on, on fire too, they just have better players too. That 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 helps. I mean, you know, Rick Tockett's a good coach too, but uh, it it you know that's that's a big difference when they made their coaching change and look at them now but the wild aren't anywhere near vancouver if they played vancouver right now vancouver would run them out of the building <laughs> um let's let's look at a good example here in the state of minnesota because mm-hmm. the the weekend wasn't completely lost uh despite the gopher football team getting hilariously embarrassed by <laughs> purdue um We've got a pretty good coach amongst Minnesota teams in Kevin O'Connell, I think. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing what a Minnesota Vikings team that, yes, they have elite top-end talent on offense. They don't have elite top-end talent for the most part on defense. They have a a handful of good players on that unit. But 
we're seeing, I think, the effect that a coach instilling the power of belief in a team and believing in players to get the job done, but also, I think, knowing when the other side of the coin needs to be pushed. We've seen in the past disciplinarian guys like Mike Zimmer, who has come in and has tried to restore order after the, the franchise seemingly drifts off course and is just listing away in the ocean. I think one of the big problems from this Minnesota Wild team so far is the level at which they are allowed to self-police. The, I mean, it's it's not working. And so then you see coaching done when it's way too late as it is to now you're going to get a hard practice after a disaster game last night, but you probably should have been doing these types of things already this season and I think the most frustrating thing that we see with Dean Evison is his desire to go to comfortable line combinations you had arguably your three best skill players in Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi on a line together you allow that to marinate for a game and a half and then you go right back to Kaprizov, Zuccarello and Hartman even though Zuccarello and Hartman were arguably playing better when they were all split onto different line combinations than when they were together. And another frustrating thing is he believes that some of these guys, just because they signed a contract extension, that they deserve those spots. You have to earn it by your play. And that's clearly, clearly not happening. And the fact that they ever had Rossi with Goudreau and in <laughs> Felino, that, that was never, ever going to work, you know? It, and then thankfully he was still able to produce and, you know, just, you know, uh, by on broken plays a lot of the time and, and sometimes on the power play, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be frustrating for, for him too, because, you know, he's starting to show that he belongs too. And they just refuse to put him with, you know, with Kaprizov uh, and, I think that would really help Kaprizov get going too. You know, it's, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what is going on with Krill if he's ever fully recovered from the Logan Stanley hit or, or what, but the, you know, the explosiveness is not there. So that's got to change. That has to change. He can't, you know, I've tweeted about this before too. We can't have, you know, multiple games in a row where the studs of the, of the other teams are putting up three, four, five points and Krill is nothing, you know, getting nothing, you know, and that you're not going to win any games if, uh, if Krill is not, uh, not producing. You know, here's a novel concept. We saw this happen with the Calgary flames because Jonathan Huberto was not having, well, he hasn't had a great start to the season to say the least, but wasn't having a great game. And so in the third period, he didn't play a single shift. This team has sent a message. They've played shorthanded before, and I know you can't bench everybody, but if your fourth line is the line that is playing the best and your top line is giving you absolutely nothing, set those guys for the entire end of the game. Like Honestly, when Dean sent the fourth line out in the third D pairing for that final power play, I about stood up in the press box and clapped because that was the first instance. He waited till that. Yeah, that's the first instance we've seen any sort of like, okay, you guys are going to just not play well. All right, we're going to yank you off of, of those responsibilities. 
But again, like you said, it happened at the end of the game. And so that's the frustrating thing, too, is there just is no accountability for any of these types of mistakes. You see a rookie make a mistake and they're yanked off of that line immediately and thrown all the way down to the bottom of the lineup. The veterans essentially have free reign to do whatever they want because there's zero fear of any sort of retribution or any sort of of being held accountable for playing terribly. He won't even name names. That that's that's frustrating too in the presser. You, you know, if you aren't held accountable, you, they they have nothing to worry about. You know, it, it's it's just it's just crazy because at some point, if you're making that the amount of money that you're making, the coach has you have to do something. Yeah. And other teams, other teams are not afraid to bench. You know, uh, Jonathan Hooperdro is making double digits. You know, uh, in millions. It, Where's the accountability? And you know, there's there's none. And from from the bottom to the top, there's there's no there's no accountability. It's not just Dean. There's you know nothing. Yeah, and so I'm I'm not going to try to defend it anymore. I, I I think it's beyond time for a change because this is the same crap that we've seen the last two seasons. We saw it at the end of the magical fluke season um, against the St. Louis Blues, where they said. <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna pick the weaknesses that you have and we're just gonna beat them to death. And then you come back the next year and you say, Well, we just have to be better. And you're not. It's the same things. And now this year it's those same levels of mistakes just compounded to an nth degree to where you're just getting your faces caved in basically three different ways. Take your pick so far these in these first 15 games of the season. And so um I I'm fine. I'm to the point that I, I welcome a change, but again, it's going to have to come from higher up the ladder and it's not going to come from the guy that built this roster. No. So because he doesn't want to uh, look like he failed. Let's talk about that to uh, finish today's episode of locked on wilds. After this, today's episode of locked on wild is also brought to you by sleeper and whether it be the Dallas stars scoring eight goals on the Minnesota wilds or Jason Robertson scoring two power play goals on whoever's in net for the wilds or some other team other than the Minnesota wild hoisting the Stanley cup. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick stud players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon, and whether or not they will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. It's so easy. It only takes around 60 seconds to put your lineup in and you can play daily fantasy in NFL, NBA, MLB, or college football on sleeper as well. Use promo code lockdown NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. That's code lockdown NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, again, we're stepping into other happier topics for the next couple of days because 
I need a bit of a break. And so we'll uh, talk about how the Iowa Wild are doing so far. Jesper Valstead looking really good. So we'll talk about him and uh, we'll talk about some other topics as well here to start the week uh, as we gear up for the international showcase coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Again, reminder, make sure to join both of our live streams for uh, the Saturday and Sunday games. We've got some uh, fun guests that have already locked in with more on the way. So should be a lot of fun for you on Saturday and Sunday. All right, so let's talk about the overall roster construction because there is a case to be made that a coach can only do so much with what he has. Well, we have the GM to thank for that, Alex, because you look at this roster it is, I think, the second oldest in the NHL. Um, you have veteran guys that have been brought in all up and down this lineup because they bring more grit to the table than speed and skill. I think we're seeing a perfect example of the fact that, yes, it may be that you need to rely on your defense and goaltending once you get to the postseason, but speed and skill is what wins games at the NHL level, hands down. And this wild team has next to none of either of those two things. <laughs> you don't have you don't have a power play defenseman on the roster now, um, <laughs> yeah, because they refuse to even let Brock even try. So that that hurts right that right there. And the guy you had before was a defensive liability, e- even though he is. Yeah. Even though he improved defensively a little bit, you know, Kalen Addison was still not trustworthy outside of a power play role. And they took him off the top power play, which was why he was even in the lineup. And so you saw that coming from a mile away. Now he's in San Jose and what minus four the other night. So just, yeah, nothing. (laughs) The more things change, the more things stay the same too. Right. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And and the frustrating part about this whole thing is that we knew we knew going in that the that this season and next season were going to be on the tough side because you don't have a lot in the way of cap room to make moves. And so I think we had hoped that there was going to be maybe a little bit of a reset even after this year of, hey, this formula isn't working. And so instead of just continuing to bang our heads into the wall, we're going to try some new pieces with this mix. I mean, you could even, if not for the dismal start, you could pull from this season if it's if and it looks like it's not going to be, if it's not a playoff season for the wild, you could pull positives from this year that, hey, Marco Rossi and Brock Faber look pretty good. And so those are guys that you can build with going forward, but now Let's let's just go through the list. I mean, Kirill Kaprizov is still on his current deal. He's got a couple more seasons left of that. Ryan Hartman now locked in for four more seasons. Matt Zuccarello locked in for two more seasons. You've got Matt Boldy locked in for seven seasons. You've got Jewel Erickson Eck with, I think, five years left on his deal. Marcus Johansson signed for two deal for two years. Marcus Felino signed for four more seasons. Freddie Goudreau signed for five seasons. Uh I mean, you've got Marco Rossi on his rookie deal. You'll hope to be able to re-sign him to an extension coming up, but I don't think that's a guarantee now because you have very limited money to be able to do that. And I think, if I recall correctly, that is either coming due at the end of this season or next year. Um, 
I, I think it's, but then again, so your entire top nine is locked in. Jake Middleton signed to a three-year deal. Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodine are still on six-plus-year deals themselves. John Merrill is, at least I guess the positive is that he's been a healthy scratch for the last five games. Only due to, I mean, Alex Goligoski. Imagine if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, things could be even worse, even worse. With the, they might even not even have the wins that they have. Yeah, John Merrill's locked in for two more seasons. Um, but the the biggest the the and Philip Gustafson three years as well. And you know, in a vacuum, some of these deals by themselves um, are probably okay. But it's all of them together. And I think the thing that is most just drives me insane about the tendency here by Bill Guerin is that there is either full no trade or no movement handed out with every single one of these deals, except guys like Jewel Erickson, except guys like Matt Boldy. And are you really going to trade those guys to free and room to bring in older players to fill this mix? I mean, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. The most scary thing is the foot speed. Some of these guys weren't fast to begin with. And now they're, it's only going to get slower as they, as they age, you know, it, it'd be different if they had, the foot speed, but I mean, what is Matt Zuccarello going to look at look like at 38 too? I mean, things are going to really, really, really slow down uh, for him. And he's not, he's not the biggest guy in the world too. And he's, his body's going to continue to you know, get, get pounded. You know, we saw he clearly was playing in the playoffs when he probably should have never been playing in the playoffs. You know, yeah. that, that, that hurts you, especially when the guy is on your top line and he's supposed to produce what he, he had, he had a goal in that one game against Dallas, but other than that, he was a complete no show in the rest of the series. And so yeah, it's, it's very, very, very dicey. And I know you've got to do lip service, but I get tired of the, I get tired of the both, the talking out of both sides of the mouth in saying that this is a team that we expect is going to be able to compete for a postseason spot. And then when you get to the postseason and you fail for the, eighth consecutive time the decree is a hundred percent what do you expect us to do with with the money that we have and so it, it just it just felt like there was a natural opportunity for a break here a natural opportunity after this season to strip off some of the parts and to influx some young talent and speed into this lineup to just try to look at it a different way. But now that entire top nine is locked in for multiple seasons. And I heard suggested that, you know, it might be that the wild become sellers uh, way earlier than they had anticipated before the trade deadline. What makes you think Bill Guerin is going to trade any of these guys? And, and, and none of these guys, they're not going to want their deals to be moved. No. <laughs> they, 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 they know they have it good here. You know? <laughs> they're like, yes, thank you for giving me that extension. Now I don't have to worry about my play because we're locked in. You can't move me. And you have to ask me if you're trying to, trying to move me. And that, that is another thing that's just like, oh boy, you feel bad for Jug Brackett too, because what, I mean, you're scout. You're taking all this time to scout players, and they're just buried. And you look at poor Adam Beckman. 
Is he ever going to get a chance now? I it doesn't seem, seem like, like it. it. He's going to want to um, be out when he can. I don't know that I want to do this because I don't want this to just devolve into a hot takes podcast. But mm-hmm. spot the lie. Bill Guerin is looking like Chuck Fletcher right now with somebody who is ha- with somebody in charge of handling the draft, so you don't screw that up. It's right. it's all the same things that Chuck Fletcher did. Is he got a bunch of veterans together? locked them all in long term and then just like continued to ram his head against the wall trying to break through that first round ceiling and not being able to do it because guess what you're the less talented team you're the slower team and speed and skill is going to win you 90% of the games you play <sighs> it's i mean <laughs> paul fenton too i mean group them all together this you know the the moves that were made uh, going into it too, it, you know that th- those are still haunting this team too as well. We can't can't forget that at all. Dallas was playing in the second night of a back to back. They looked in like overtime. They, not- they they had to fly from Winnipeg too, so you have to go through customs. You know, God knows what time they got to the St. Paul Hotel where they probably stayed. <laughs> I mean, probably didn't even do a morning skate because you know you're on a back end of back-to-back. don't need to. You don't, need you don't need to against. And they were the team. faster team. They were blowing by, by the wild, which by is far. really disheartening too. Looked like they hadn't played in a week. Just had looked like that was looked like they were playing their first game of the season. And here's another thing too. I thought Jake Ottinger played like crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's what that's the, what you expect. That's what you expect. But yeah, you know, with the team on the back end of a back to back, you know your your goalies supposed to be peppered by shots and uh you know they're supposed to be tired legs and you know defensemen are supposed to be making easy mistakes and you're supposed to be getting a lot of power play opportunities and the wild just weren't like <laughs> we're drawing it yeah and for the for the dallas listeners i'm i'm not the the played like crap is not to throw shade but he no can't get to either of these spots i've watched enough I've watched enough of this Dallas team to know that's the spot that you beat him. And so if you simply don't like pee down your leg and light your pants on fire and just run around screaming like you're Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights, um, you probably could have won this game because Jake Andrews is very beatable in this one. But we'll never know. Because you just gave up the worst special teams performance in franchise history, um, in a season that's been filled with them. Yeah, you can't, you can't lose these division games too. It just it's it's so frustrating, and you have to take advantage when teams are on a back to back. It just you know the, the schedule sets it up that way for you to to be able to accumulate points, and the, you know a game like this is going to come back to haunt them too. It just yeah. it just really is. It you know it's it's. It's disappointing for the fans too. Like I said, they um, they put so much energy into this team too, and, and to money get, and money, so much money. It I I can't even imagine for these season ticket holders right now. It's just the effort's not there. No, by the team. no, it isn't. Um, all right, I gotta stop because I'm just continuing to get frustrated, and it already went we already cranked it to a level i was was not expecting to in this one so i think that's plenty like i said we're going to take the next couple of days to just look at some other topics um because this 
Like, what do you say? What more do you say at this point? I mean, I feel like we've repeated the same show like 10 times already this season because it's always, it's been the same things every time. And that speaks to a team that is going through the motions and is just kind of existing. And that is, that is something you should never have. Complacency is the killer in the sports world. If you get complacent, you die. And so there are some huge questions that this team has to look in the mirror and answer because guess what? I hope I'm not having to say rock bottom again in three weeks, but it's trending like a new rock bottom could be established on a nightly basis for this team. The theme song for Lockdown Wild could be Every Day is Exactly the Same by Nine Inch Nails. It, or the it, Benny it, Hill theme. Right. It might as well just be circus music at this point. Right. So right. we'll see what happens. But that is going to do it before I have a blood pressure skyrocket. That is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. So listeners, regardless of if this team wins 50 games this season, wins 60 games this season, wins 10 games this season. We've got you covered every single step of the way. I won't have any hair left by the time the, the year is done, but that's that's the price we pay. So make sure that you continue to tune in and uh, we'll continue to break it down for you all season long with new episodes, with pregame and postgame content as well. So make sure to give us a follow and uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new content throughout the week. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.